Fired Up Fridays app with Steve Ryan is now available on Apple and Google Play stores. Well, hello there, family. You're listening to Fired Up Fridays with Steve Ryan. Fired Up Fridays, all right. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to Fight Up Friday on the Wednesday. <laughs> we are live. How's it going, Joss? Jazz. I'm, I'm amazing, Steve. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got to make sure that I bring the fire today with the name of a Fired Up Friday show. So I'm ready oh, yeah. to rock and bring as much value as I possibly can to all the viewers and listeners. And I know oh, yeah, my you'll, you'll be all right. I was going to say, Steve, I know my community's here because we're live on my YouTube page as well. So big, big shout out to my community and my family and, and Jazz's Nation. But obviously, I want to welcome everyone that I'm getting to know uh, in your community and looking forward to uh, not only meeting them one day here face to face, but also digitally as well. All right. And you're from Toronto, right? Like up in Canada. All right. Canadian. Brother, brother, <laughs> the beautiful, beautiful city that is Toronto, my friend. I'm born and raised here. Uh, very, very biased that I think Toronto is one of the best cities in the world. Um, definitely. It's a very competitive marketplace when it comes to real estate because we do actually have the biggest real estate board. Not a lot of people know this. We have the biggest real estate board in North America, like out wow. outpacing uh, New York and LA and Chicago. Uh, we're, we're over a little over 76,000 real estate agents in the GTA. And I'm very, very proud with my, with my team's results for the last really last 17 years, but specifically the last decade, because these are some guys and gals that are really pounding the pavements on a regular basis. Wow. Wow. Now, for those who don't know you, I know when I go to your website and I pull it up, I see that you're like, you're a podcast host, you're an author, you're a real estate investor, and you're from Toronto. And folks, we are live. Today is May the 4th. We are live right now. You know, I can go to the local news right now and and reach CNN says Ukraine forces Inchtown toward Russian border. So we're live like right now. So you're getting this real time. So who is Jaws? How you pronounce it? You said pronounce it like jazz, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, look, it's pronounced it's pronounced like the music, but I had to be unique and be, be different, so I spelt it a little differently. Uh, but the name yeah. is Jazz Nakar, as you mentioned. Um, you know, I, I have a podcast and a real estate investor. I'm a real estate broker as well. Um, wrote a book called Real Estate Intelligence, where where myself and my team we 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 teach people how to buy, sell, and invest in real estate on their own without the help of a real estate agent. Because I think the best way to do business with us specifically, but I think any business owner that's watching or listening is to educate and inform your prospect as much as possible so they can make a quality decision themselves. And they tend to just be easier to work with, right? So we decided, let's write a book. We don't sell it. It's not for sale. It's like we give it away like our business card where where we teach people how to sell their own home. Now, for some, that might be a little bit of a mind, you know what, because it's like, why are you teaching people how to actually do something that 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 you can actually monetize on? And for us, the pie is big enough, man. I mean, you can tell I like pies. That there's enough to go around, and 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 if we can just again teach as many people as possible, I think that's the best way to do business. But 
Look, I got uh, uh, I got two little boys, so you know I, I don't really write that on my bios and stuff like that. But first and foremost, I'm a father, um, a husband, uh, 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 a younger brother to to, to two older uh, brothers. That's always a healthy reminder that I'm closer to the bottom than I am to the top. A healthy reminder, I say. But I'm born and raised in the north part of Toronto, where it's uh, it's definitely one of those areas that that you know you 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 would want to you'd be told that you got to lock your doors when you're driving in that area but i was very sheltered from it because of the home that that i was built uh, that, that that i was born and raised in and so for me i had this um i had this passion and this natural born talent in meeting people feeling very comfortable with with knocking on doors se- like selling and i'm doing air quotes for anybody who's listening while they're in their car right now because i don't look at it as selling i look at it as really building as building a strong relationship and then and then making it as easy as 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 possible for people to buy with me but over time what i got to learn is is i really needed to grow a team because I got some massive ambitions. And now I think I find my my biggest passion outside of my like real family is with my work family to see, to watch some of these guys and girls grow up like right in front of my eyes in the business world and start to take on leadership roles. So that's kind of the Reader's Digest version on me. I think I think anybody, <laughs> anybody who's watching live from your community, um, my guys and gals know that I like the sound of my own voice, but you're going to to find that out right now. Yeah. I love, I gotta say, Steve, Steve, I gotta say, sorry to cut you off. I love being live. I only get to go live like once every two weeks, three weeks. I should do it more often because you really get the most, you get the best out of me because you get the rawest form of jazz, right? Right. Live is really, really cool. So, for all the guys and gals that are watching on in my community, make sure I can't see the questions and stuff, but I'm sure Steve can throw the questions and the comments in there and make sure to jump over to Steve's uh, uh, YouTube page and any any other socials that he has on. He's putting out a lot of content. Let's give him some love. All right. <laughs> um, there is a question. What is REC Canada? Under Royal LePage. Yeah, so REC stands for Real Estate Center. That's our kind of team slash brand name. But we're Mm -hmm. under the umbrella of the real estate brokerage that is Royal LePage Signature that has a little over 1,500 agents now. It's number five on the real estate board in terms, uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board in terms of volume. I don't tell people to impress them with all these numbers. More to impress upon them where all the data is actually coming from from where where we have a team, REC, which is my team with with a business partner. Um, We have 54 agents on that team that help people buy, sell, and invest. I focus all my time and effort on on the investment side of real estate because that just that gets my juices turning, right? Like I like taking finding a property, finding a project that you can that you can invest into and see some long term growth. So we are a real estate firm helping people buy, sell, and invest. Wow! So so like your everyday like if somebody just want a house, a first time home buyer, you guys got them covered. If somebody want to invest. You got them covered. So pretty much anybody. And, well, well, anything, anything, anything from that first condo 
that mm -hmm. hasn't even been built yet, like buying from a blueprint, right up to a, anything with about 25 doors in an apartment building, and then everything in between. Now we have a first-time home buying division out of our 52 realtors. And then we have, if somebody's looking for like a multiplex, seven doors, eight doors, we have a multiplex division. We have a new build division. We really built ourselves out like an organization. You have your two business partners, uh, uh, which are the co-founders. We have a VP um, who who, who kind of handles our, our sales and marketing. We have a director of team operations. I think the coolest, coolest position and department that we have here at REC Canada is a real estate concierge. And what that is, it's absolutely free. There's no cost for it. If someone's looking for a home in Barrie or looking for an electrician in Barrie or a painter in Vancouver, even though our office and our, our headquarters are here in Toronto, I have I have a department that will go find that client, a electrician at no cost. Let me peel back the curtain, Steve, for all the viewers and listeners right now, why we do that. Because when someone thinks about real estate, we want to be top of mind. And so I heard Warren Buffett say it maybe a decade ago that in, in business, if you can start to provide and you can become the hub of, of, of resources for the service or product you offer, it will give you longevity in business. I heard that. I took it and I ran with it. Wow. And now, now, you know, speaking of that Warren Buffett uh, comment, like how have you implemented that in your life as an entrepreneur? Well, look, I mean, for me, um, in terms of in terms of being kind of the hub, that's what I mentioned about mm -hmm. about being the concierge. Um, mm -hmm. I think what Warren Buffett probably taught me the most just reading and, and, and watching kind of his interviews is is. He was asked not too long ago, if he were to do it all over again, what would he invest in? And he said in single family homes, he would buy homes and rent them out forever. And I took that and also then started to educate my clients on the buy and hold strategy, which says, and hopefully people understand, and I know my community does because I scream it from the rooftops, that in real, <laughs> estate, in real estate, you shouldn't be trying to time the market like a stock. It's about putting time in the market. You buy something and go to sleep for 10 years, right? Like you don't have to, like, don't worry about the what the rates are doing, if they're going up and down, because that's going to happen. Don't worry about the values going up and down because that's going to happen. But if you look right. at it in your window, in most major cities in the world, guaranteed, I got black and white numbers when it comes to the, the, the Toronto area, every decade, values are going to double on average, it might happen in year nine, it might happen in year 11, call it in about 10 years, values are going to double. So if you know that you don't need to be Warren Buffett, you don't need to be Nostradamus, you just need to have the, the like, like the stomach to take the risk of investing into real estate and then holding on to it for 10 years. Wow. That is an incredible, incredible strategy. <laughs> so now um, someone did uh, say something uh, to the effect about the, the housing values and markets in, in Toronto, just that area that is, is super astronomical. So if someone's coming to you as like a brand new investor, you know, they're brand new, they don't have all this liquid and credit and equity and all this, to, what's a strategy for them in, in a marketplace like that? 
<laughs> Number one, I would probably look into house hacking and what house hacking to me anyways means. Um, it's a cool term now that the kids are calling right in, in uh, on the socials. But at the end of the day, it's a simple strategy. Find a property that where you can live maybe in the basement and rent out the other floors. If it has three units, rent out the other two floors. Most of them are duplexes, meaning a floor upstairs with a kitchen and bedrooms and then a floor downstairs, kitchen and ba- uh, 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 bathrooms, bedrooms with a separate entrance. Live in the cheapest part of it, meaning leave, live in the basement so you can rent out the upstairs and get the most rental income. Now, here's the thing, Steve. Most people, in, in especially some of the younger generation, they're not going to do that because they don't want to tell their friends and family that they live in a basement because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, in my community, they call it keeping up with the Sings, the East Indian community, the Punjabis. You know, like you, my cousin just bought a 2,500 square foot home. Man, I got to find 2,550 or 2,600 because I got to look good. You know, but if you really, really want to find some 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 ways to get into an expensive market, house hack, number one. Number two is possibly do a joint venture with someone. Meaning, hey, look, Steve, I got I got some capital. I got some cash under my mattress. You got some cash under your mattress. Maybe if we, and your credit's okay. My credit's okay. Maybe if we come together, put the cash together, put our credit together, put our, our, our ability to leverage and get financing together. Maybe we can find a property together and then rent it out. Don't even live there. There is nothing wrong with renting where you live. As long as, as long as you invest the rest of your money into an income property, because the truth of the matter is where you live is not really an asset. It is more of a liability because it costs you money when you own a property that you live in, i.e. like landscaping, the bit, the utilities, all of that. Okay. The mortgage payment, the condo fees, the property tax, where you're going to have some of that when you have an income property, but at least you have income coming in. Right. And so you can even consider renting where you live as long as you invest the rest. Those are a couple of ways. And the third way is this, right? If you're a first time home buyer and you're wanting to live in Toronto, unfortunately, like every other major city in the world, Manhattan, London, Paris, Hong Kong, those are all renter cities. And Toronto's that now. Toronto's become that, that in the downtown core of those major cities, you don't have the average person doesn't own a property. They rent. Okay, and so and so if you want to own, you might have to drive till you qualify. So downtown Toronto, now you might need to go to where our boy Steve was from, from Barrie, like which is a call it an hour and 20 hour and 30 minute drive from the downtown core. Right. (laughs) You might have to drive a little bit further and 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 it might that's varies north of Toronto, but you might need to go west or east where you have some access to tra- like major transit, like a go transit or a go bus. But that's just that's just part of life. Like, look, I know. And, and the government's trying. The gov- our federal government and our provincial government are, are trying to make housing more affordable by by adding some 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 extra benefits and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, this is a matter of supply and demand. we got a lot of demand. Because Toronto's a beautiful city, um, there's a lot of jobs here. There's there's a lot of multiculturalism here, and 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 so people want to come to this city, but we don't have a lot of supply. And so when you have that that issue, values of whatever you don't have a lot of that people want will always go up. Wow, that makes sense. And you know, do you um, do you apply that in other areas? Or are you just into real estate investing, or do you do other type of investing too as well? Yeah, so I gotta say I'm a, I'm a one trick 
pony when it comes to to investing my capital. Um, I, sh I shouldn't say one trick pony. I'm really probably two. One is one is real estate, and two is into my own businesses. Right. Um, which to me, really, like I think real estate, I think I think it's safe to say anybody who's watching right now and listening, they can tell I have a passion for investing in real estate. But I do think there's one better investment than real estate. And that's the investment in yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you're doing it right now, Steve, with the equipment that you have. You got the nice headsets, you got the mic going on, you got all this. You know, you got the 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 background here set up. You know, you 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 decided that you're going to go live five seconds before we got on. You were able to, <laughs> you invested in learning, right? And so, I think the best yeah. investment you can make is in yourself. I mean, there's books, there's audio books, there's podcasts, there's YouTube videos, there's networking um, opportunities, like in terms of uh, uh, meetups that you can go to 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 better yourself. Like, there's all these things, right? And so, I think that's the best investment. So, I do spend a lot of time. A lot of my resources, I mean, if I if I accounted for the money that I've spent in the last 15 years alone in personal development, seminars, workshops, flying all over the place just to learn more, I mean, we would be we would be very, very close to seven figures in that number just in just in paying for all that stuff. But it's come back to me 10x now, you know, because because I did take the time to invest in myself. So I um, right now it's real estate myself and businesses. I don't touch the cryptos and the stocks. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just not as educated. Understood. <laughs> so, so if, if you were to get into something that you didn't know, like how, how would, would you apply your same approach, learn, educate, you know, everything you're doing now? I got you. All right. Yes. The podcast for example, you know, I, mm -hmm. I, I've now had a podcast for coming up to about three and a half years. Um, mm -hmm. And so th when I heard the word podcast, I had no idea what the heck it was. I spent easily, easily 100 to 150 hours nonstop mm -hmm. of learning and researching what it is. How could I do it a little differently? Um, uh, what are people in my, in my network doing? What are people in my city doing? I just immersed myself like Steve if you and I wanted to learn a new language right like if you if we wanted to learn how to speak how to speak uh, uh, Punjabi my language the best thing to do is to go to the state of Punjab yeah. in India you know what I mean immerse yourself and so whatever it is like for example I'm, I'm looking at investing into crypto now right like I'm going to start to make the jump I'm probably about 10 hours in 12 maybe on the max of doing research. So when I get to about 50, 60 hours, now I'll start to feel a little bit more comfortable to see, do I need to learn more? Am I comfortable investing a thousand bucks? Am I, you know, at that point, am I comfortable in, spend, in maybe investing 10,000, whatever that number might be, but I'm definitely going to immerse myself first. Like I just, that's just who I am. That's in my nature. Absolutely. And then speaking of podcasts, like what made you get into that? Like what when when was that deciding factor of you know what? I'm gonna go learn 120 hours of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I I heard I heard it from Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. I heard him say um the word podcast that he had one, and his thoughts were that more and more people were gonna kind of get into it. Started doing the research. What I didn't even know the name, as I mentioned. So I started to do that research and I was like, this this sounds good because I, I've been in sales for 27 years and not that anybody's ever told me you got the sexiest, most sultry voice jazz, but nobody on the flip side said, Ugh, you have like a, 
ugly voice or it doesn't sound good. And so I was like, this is cool. All I got to do is speak into a mic and I don't need to do video because I wasn't comfortable with video three and a half years ago. Now I need seven cameras. I like seven cameras on me to get different angles, repurpose it, repurpose all the footage and all that stuff. So it made sense to me. And then the tipping point, being of an East Indian descent, my father being a taxi driver his whole life, my mother being a factory worker, you know, I saw them pinch pennies. And so when I heard that you can distribute your, your messaging through podcasts, Casting to the world for free, I was like, it's over, game over. Like, I'm like, we're doing this. Like, what the heck? I got to invest into a mic. This mic's a little bit more expensive, but I started off with a $75 mic for, I'm going to say, about like six, seven months. Knew that I was going to do this for a very, very long time. Um, and so then I started to invest more into a podcast. I built out a studio. It's in renovations as we speak right now. Hence why I kind of do my, my podcasting and videos all over the all over my office, wherever I can kind of find a hidden little corner. Um, but I'm in the process of rebuilding my studio. Um, and I've had some really cool guests. I, I, I've had Gary V on, Grant Cardone. Robert Kiyosaki, Patrick Bet David, um, the names, I mean, just elude me now. I, I'm a little over 189, 100 and, what are we at, 190 episodes now? Yes, 190 episodes as I just check in with my team. I see myself doing this till at least as long as God keeps me healthy for as long as possible. 1,300 for sure, because 13 is my lucky number. So I see myself doing this for another decade for sure. Wow. That is super, super awesome. And so, you know, with, with the with the Gary V on, have uh, have you have you put your curiosity into NFTs any? <laughs> you know, like where I'm at with that right now is is again still learning, right? Like I'm understanding, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what my utility purpose would be, right? Like I don't want to just come up with an NFT um, for the sake of coming up with an NFT. I really want to have a very, very valuable utility tied to it and something that I can stick to because I know it's going to be, it's all going to be about my reputation, right? Like you can ask around uh, from, from a real estate perspective um, um, as well as like I have a media company that helps uh, real estate agents produce content because I do about 10 to 12 pieces of content a day on all the platforms. So I have agents asking me how to do that. It's all comes down to my reputation where I don't want to take on too much and then, and then under deliver. Right. And so for me right now, I'm in that education uh, mode and then really still, I haven't, I have like, nothing's come to me where I said, boom, this is the utility. Let's move forward. Absolutely. So is that your process? Like you kind of wait until the universe is kind of bringing into your conscious. <laughs> you know, like you're speaking my language, man. You're speaking my language. I'm all about frequency, right? I mean, look, I mean, before we started this, you had mentioned that this was going to be on a Saturday. We were supposed to do this on a Saturday, but we're doing it today live on a Wednesday. There was some type of frequency that changed. You know what I mean? And yeah. we were supposed to be doing now. We now we ended up doing this live on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. <laughs> so for me, there's always some type of silver lining. Right. Depending on the on the frequency. It's that's why I generally surround myself with people that that are kind of on that frequency. Now, there'll be days where I walk in and somebody might not have the best of moods, but that's life, right? And, and yeah. I'm not going to, somebody who's in my internal group, you can't like, you, you have a couple of hours of that kind of stuff. You don't get a day or two or three or four days. The further yeah. you get out in my circle, you can take as long as you want because you're just not going to get to me. Like I'm very protected in that yeah. sense personally and the crew around me protects me very well. 
I got you. That makes sense. That Look, makes I mean, sense. to add to that really quickly, right? I think, I think what you and I have now, it doesn't matter if we believe in it or not. Like gravity will do its thing. Like if I don't believe in it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's gonna do its thing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So people don't believe in the law of vibration. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It's gonna do its thing. We have the results you and I have right now based on our thoughts, our feelings that we had 90 days ago, six months ago, a year ago. It's just now coming in to fruition in its in, in reality, right? And so you want to change your results, change your thoughts, and change your feelings. But I want to emphasize the second one as well, the feelings, because some people think you can just walk outside your garden and say, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. That's bullshit. There's a lot of weeds in the back. You can't just think <laughs> it out. you got to make sure that you put those feelings and those vibrations so then the universe starts to do its thing. The best example I can give anybody that's listening right now, because we were all kids, generally speaking, if you, you know, uh, 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 if you were a boy, you were probably thinking about a red bike, not, and if you're a girl, you're probably thinking about some type of doll, right? And so you, when you put that out there consistently, you didn't even just like think about it. You pasted it on your wall, the picture of the bike, and you ripped it out of the newspaper. And then all you ever did, daddy, mommy, I want the bike. Daddy, mommy, I want the bike. You said it so much with conviction that you wanted that bike. (laughs) And chances are you got that bike. It was on Christmas. It was on your birthday. Someday it came out. Why? Because you were so committed and with conviction, you put out those feelings every single night, went into your subconscious. And then some way, somehow you got that bike, you got that doll, you got that whatever it was because you thought about it so much and you put out the feelings. Love it. Hey, Steve, I told you to talk in my language when it came to the law of vibration <laughs> and frequency. So, so speaking of that, while we're on this topic, so let's say, Josh, you wake up, you're having a bad day. How do you shake yourself out of it? Especially if you're about to, you know, meet a guest or meet an investor or go do a deal or talk to your team. What's your process of getting out gratitude. of Gratitude. Gratitude. Number one, gratitude. That's it, man. Like I've had a couple of uh, massive, massive tragedies in my life, losing two people um, just on a dime. And so both those times I got a phone call in the middle of just having some fun and they were taken away from me both those times. And so anytime something's really going on, like, do I need to go there every single time? No, obviously not. But if when shit hits the fan in the mornings or whatever it is, Man, I just I just think about like I'm just so glad I didn't get a phone call today in the morning. You know what I mean? Because I know how that feeling is. I know eight o'clock in the morning I got a phone call. Ten o'clock at night I got a phone call. Changed the course of my life both those times, right? And so when things are going on, you start with gratitude because you can't. It's very very hard for your brain to consume gratefulness and fearfulness at the same time. Try it almost impossible. You know what I mean? To have those convic- conflicting feelings at the same time. So I go right to gratefulness, man. Um, and then look, I, I, I do a very good job personally for myself into, in, in making sure I'm putting positive information in my head. And there's like, to other people might be small, stupid little things. There's a TV around my office for seven, eight years. I noticed that there was a news ticker at the bottom. 98% of the time that news ticker had negative shit on it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So I shut off. I unplugged the TV because I noticed when I turned it off, somebody found the remote in my office and turned it on. I unplugged the thing from the back. Don't put that. Let's not have that around us. So let's not, <laughs> let's not consume negative stuff because garbage in, garbage out. Right. True. On the flip side, positive in, positive out. Right. Yeah. One of the easiest ways to do that is surround yourself with positive people, because if yeah. you hang around five negative people, five just just people that are always telling you that you can't do some, you can't mm-hmm. do stuff. Chances are you're going to be number six. But if you hang around with five positive people, five uplifting people, five people that are going to influence you in a positive way, chances are you'll become number six. Yeah. Right. If you wanted to become a better a tennis player, you probably should play someone that's better than you mm-hmm. because you're going to pick up on some of their habits and pick up on. And they're not going to want to play with you, by the way, if you're not getting better because you're yeah. just wasting their time. Right. So the people that you surround yourself with on a regular basis is 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 very, very crucial. Right. But before you do that, it does start with what you're putting your what what are you putting in yourself in the mornings when no one's around right so if it's negative on news or a negative podcast man i got news for you and bad news it's not going to work out that well for you right because your brain will find what it's looking for right so you drive around and you're listening to positive stuff if you're listening to fired up fridays with steve (laughs) you're gonna get fired up that's right (laughs) <laughs> you're watching cnn and fox news and i don't care if it's the blue government or the red government they're all the same shit like yeah. they're all trying to push their own agendas and i don't yeah. even blame them i think they're right <laughs> they should right we live in <laughs> we live in a capitalist call it continent you know and <laughs> so people want to push their stuff that's okay but you have to be able to decipher what's good and what's bad exactly yeah and then do have a question from our audience. Um, what do you like to do in your downtime? How do you unplug? How do you unwind? Yeah, man, look, I, I, I'm, I'm a big Cowboys, uh, f- Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, I'm a Toronto Raptors fan. You can tell by the sweater today. <laughs> um, um, so so I, I definitely unwind by watching sports. Just before the podcast, there's a Champions League game on today. The one sport that I actually played really well, which is soccer. Um, so my, my, myself and my uh, videographer were just watching uh, uh, the football, the, the soccer game. Um, so for me, it's sports and unwinding with sports. But I mean, family time with my brothers my kids and family and all that i mean that 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 obviously helps me unwind um but i'm a worker man uh, as i mentioned i saw my father work his whole life um six days a week i saw my mother mother work grade four education for my mom grade eight education for my dad the 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 you know what do you call that the normal immigrant story came here with 10 bucks worked there you know what's off so i saw that and i said okay i'm going to i'm going to uh, do the same man and so i love coming into work it actually really is a hobby for me there's probably about 13 days a year i want to tell everyone to like screw off and just like let me be and i don't want to do this anymore um right. but that it's about 13 days out of 365 or 366 um right. because because i really get to, i'm really get i'm really living out my passions and and yeah. and my hobby right and that's why I I really implore people, and I don't have the answer for anybody right now, so I don't even want to bullshit my way through it, but find a way that you can do what you're passionate about every single day, because when you do that, you'll be very hard to compete with. 
And the yeah. reason is, is because when it doesn't feel like work, yeah. then you're going to wake up with a, a, a spring in your step wanting to get to it. And you're going to have a hard time going to sleep at night because you just want to get back to it. Absolutely. All right. Well, any last minute words of wisdom before we wrap up? <laughs> well, look, first you just gave some gems, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I dropped some anyways. Um, but first and foremost to you, Steve, um, thank you for having me on, bringing, like, doing this live. I'm sure I had some of my crew on as well. Uh, never know when you catch people on YouTube if Wednesday in the afternoon is good. So I'm sure I'll, I'll get some text messages and stuff, people saying that they, they came on to the platforms. Um, but to everyone else, look, I um, – I live by a motto, which is ready, fire, aim, which I know screws with a lot of people because we were grown up to uh, to think that you should only pull the trigger when you've lined up the target or to look before you leap. But what I have found specifically in business is that the more that you pull the trigger, the more easy you can actually hit the target because you know if you're too high, too low, to the left or to the right, you're only going to get to know that is if you continuously pull the trigger. So I leave you today reminding you of ready, fire, aim. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up for Fired Up Friday on a Wednesday. All right. <laughs> so stay tuned afterwards. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll wrap after this. <laughs> Are you ready to feel good? Are you ready to feel inspired? Then come and get your I Am Strong merch. It's smooth on the skin. And guess what? When you wear it, people will be asking, where did you get that shirt? Where did you get those clothes? And you can say, I am strong. Come on over to stevebryan.com today.